0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another special episode of Third Party Controller Podcast. Another Super Mario's 35th Anniversary Celebration Part 2. And this week we're talking about Super Mario Brothers 3 for the NES system. Yes, as we said before, we're going to be celebrating this whole entire year. Every platforming version of Super Mario Brothers. We started off last week with Super Mario Brothers 2... Not one. We're saving that for the end. And we're continuing with part two being Super Mario Brothers 3. So, without further ado, we have the members of Third Party Controller Podcast, Jesse P. S. Libra with... beto Sparza. And... Joe Ramirez. And let's get going to the show that never ends.
1: Stand, stand down, gentlemen. We're talking about my game now this week. Uh... <laughs> Yeah,
0: which I was. uh, Yeah, which which is why I want to start off how we started off last week. Our first interactions, our first feelings of Super Mario Brothers Three. Joe, you being the oldest, the sexiest, the wisest of the group, you get to go first, sir.
1: It all happened one summer day when I was watching the uh, very first ever Nintendo Direct, (laughs) aka the (laughs) Wizard. I saw Super Mario Brothers three for the first time. Actually, actually, as a kid, I didn't even think it was real. I was just like, "What the hell?" Like, yeah, I, I what's this imaginary game?
0: game in this movie?
1: Yeah, I was like, "Oh, there's a Mario three in that world." Uh-huh. Um, and I think I've told this story before too. Like, I, uh, I, you know, we used to go. We'd, we'd rent movies on the weekends, and like, you know, some of the places had games. And I went to the one video shop uh, in where we lived in Santa Paula, like in our small town,
0: Giant Video Plus,
1: had no. So it was. Um, I think it was. You may bet sad. It was. It might have not been the plus. I can't remember what it was called. I was one on Main was, Street, right? No, it's you know where on on uh, Harvard where the State Farm is across across the street from uh, uh, Pollo Loco. Yeah. So there's a there used to be a video show. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. A little mm-hmm. one, right? Can't, good time video. I think it was Good Time Video. I could be wrong, but that was know. the one or video. I can't remember what it was, but um. They had, like, the least amount of games of all the places that, that you could rent from. And for whatever reason, like, the one day I walked in there as a kid, they were, like, the first ones I, I had seen that had Mario 3. And they just happened to be like, what the fuck? It seemed like mm-hmm. they had just got as, like, as a kid,
0: what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> was it, so was it was just like, that oh, thing, like, shit. oh, wait, I saw this in the movie, now it's here?
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. And, um... So, yeah, I remember, like, renting it and then, like, taking it home and just, you know, and I was like, fuck. And and as a kid, just, like, and, like, playing it. And, um, I mean, yeah, it was the first time I ever saw it and I started playing it. And I was just, like, you know, everything about that game was so just, like, from the overworld, the map menu, like, all new. Like, stuff I hadn't seen in a Mario game before. Um, I think they're really, like the scrolling stages, the the battleship stage, the gunship stages, like, all that stuff was just so different. Um, like, I mean, we'll get into it more, but, like, my first, yeah, that, my first impression of that game was, it was just, like, to to me, it was, like, the. I mean, I know there was that, the Nintendo was still out for more years, and I'm sure there was some other, like, games that were also very, um, that pushed the, the console to its, to its, like, max, but, like, when mm. I looked at, like, going from the original Mario to this one, it was like night and day where you're like, holy crap, you know, like the bosses and just everything about the game was just so much... It was really the epitome of, you know, bigger and better. Like, just improving in all on all points. Yeah. That was my first experience with it, so... Yeah.
0: Beto, what about your first experience with Super Mario Brothers 3?
1: <clears throat> I, I
2: don't remember. It's one of those games that was just in my life, like, as... When I was a baby, almost. <laughs> yeah, I really don't. I don't remember the first time I played it. I just remember it. It being a big part of my life as a kid. It was that uh Punch Out and Ninja Gaiden. So I, those for me were like the games that I would play the most because I felt those games would have had like the almost infinite replayability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just remember um playing three the most and uh just I don't know. It's just something that that was always like pretty much like in the background of my life, like my my childhood.
0: I thought I you were gonna crazy say. Story. I thought you were gonna say that you, uh, when you were in Japan, you saw it. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> you know, got to play it ahead of everyone else.
2: I was on the set of The Wizard when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, for me, it was basically kind of the same as Beto. Like, I grew up with it. I had all three Mario games were already there. You know, Mar- Mario Brothers one, two, and three. But three was my favorite one out of all of them. You know, um, everything from like playing it at home, then then like playing it with like family, cousins, like playing it with my sisters. That was something that that I have like huge nostalgia for. Like it's the uh-huh. one NES title that I actually own, complete in box with its manual. You know, with all its 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 interior colors and how to play the game. But yeah, no, just everything about it. Like it's such a leap over the two where it introduced so many things in the Mario series that still kind of kind of grew from there like where the other two were the starting off points especially with one but this actually being the true like sequel to Mario 1 since it's from Japan yeah no i mean yeah i would just play the shit out of it that that was just one like i don't as a kid i never beat it i i yeah. got far like you know i did all the Learning from school, going to school and finding out like oh, there's a warp whistle and it's like, what's a warp whistle? It's like when you go to the first little mini castle, you gotta fly over there and then it's gonna there's gonna be a secret door you don't see and then you get the warp whistle and that warp whistle will let you go you know anywhere else. I only remember that first warp whistle. I know there's like a second and a third one, huh but like I use those to try to get as far as I could in Mario yeah
1: basketball
0: um, levels yeah, yeah, all yeah, levels. and I would get far. It, at the last like world eight getting to bowser but i never i could never make it i would just lose lives by that time like i could never yes. keep going you know um but yeah with those like that that was like my that was my shit man mario 3 is still my shit like i still really like it about mario that one came out in japan uh, on october 23rd 1988 Ah. but didn't end up coming to america till uh in february of 1990 so we didn't get it right away that it took a while for mario to end up coming to america uh so i kind of want to get more into like the mechanics and some of the stuff that they ended up putting in the game uh what was your guys feelings of the stuff they ended up having in Mario like in in past marios you never had stuff where you actually ended up transforming you became a raccoon you got the you know the raccoon suit the frog suit you got the hammer suit um you also got the tanuki suit and i would always yeah. get the the cover of mario that's the raccoon suit i would always call it the tanuki suit but it was the raccoon suit cuz the tanuki yeah. suit's the other suit where you can kind of like yeah, yeah yeah where you can kind of uh, hit down and you turn into like a statue that you they can't hit you or whatever but uh how was your guys's feelings on the suits power-ups for Super Mario Bros. 3
1: I I thought they were great I mean I didn't really have an issue you, you can even use the the frog one right that wasn't the third one too right
0: yeah the frog one was in mm-hmm. the third one uh yeah
1: mm-hmm. um it just it was just another element it was just like you, you know like in the you know you get the again it was just the the evolution of like that experience that you got with um the original game you know like in all in every sense of it like you know it's funny when you and i know this was a different you know this is a different era different different uh different time um you know technology wasn't as I hadn't moved forward and, and things have changed a lot since then. Mm-hmm. But like you name me a franchise that was able to re like evolve itself to the degree and the level that Mario brothers did during that NES uh, console era.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I, you know, I, I, dare you to find one, like, you know, like, and I know there's games that look nicer that are just like, even games of today are just much nicer. And, you know, obviously we're at a different, you know, cost more money, just, you know, technologically or just put that, you know, that they're, they're so games are so big now compared to a game like Mario brothers three. But when you look at the, the roots from where Mario came from, like the original Mario brothers to super Mario brothers, to the second to super Mario brothers two and super Mario brothers three, that leap from the first game to the third game was so huge.
3: Mm -hmm. Like
1: even, even, even the leap from the sec, like the one, the second was, you know, in a lot of ways that second game was such a great, it ended up being like that palette cleanser because it was something different from the first. But then you they went back to with that third game, like they went back to that that initial feel and experience, but then expanded it so much that it was just such a it, it felt even though like the core mechanics were kind of still the same, it felt like such a bigger and different game. Yeah. Like again, like you compare that now, like uh, let's like, just take for example, Playstation Three, we have Uncharted, right? The Uncharted game came out with three Uncharteds came out on the PlayStation 3. And each one got bigger in scope and, like, techno- technologically, like, visuals, advanced. They did. Every one of those moved forward. But what you got was Uncharted. You yeah. know what I mean? It was that experience. Nothing really, really changed off of that. Maybe maybe not the best game to, to compare it to. But even uh, a game like Metroid, um, you know, you had the NES, Metroid, SNES. Every one of those games, even the Game Boy ones, not so much counting the, the Wii or the yeah, or the GameCube games, mm-hmm. but just looking at those original ones, like you, you things looked better, but that experience, that core experience, is pretty much the same. I,
3: I mean, there were some mm, changes. There, I there, would
0: there say, were changes, but that one's a little bit tougher because you're is, ju- you're jumping from different platforms, so you're going I, 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 you're going yeah. Metroid from NES, then Super Metroid, yeah. which was a huge you know huge again, change. And if you want to go to the Game Boy, like Metroid Fusion or Metroid. Zero Mission, the or remake. Metroid 2 you know, er, on the but, Game Boy. But if we're talking actual numbers, then then we go Metroid Prime as number three. So those are yeah. huge leaps when you're going to three. They're, they are. But, but like, I know what you're talking get, about in a single console, though. Single yeah, console exactly. lifecycle. Like,
1: you know, you didn't see that. You still yeah. don't see that nowadays yeah. on Nintendo. You don't see three of the same. Nowadays, each console run gets like one game. Yeah. One to two games of a franchise, and that's all. You're, you're lucky if you get that. Like the fact that we're going to get... Well actually the fact that we're going to end up with at the very least three Zelda games on the Switch is pretty fucking amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean granted one of them is a is a remake but still it's like we're going to get Zelda, like two new Zeldas yeah, we're yeah. going to end up with two and a, and a third uh you know and a remake that's that doesn't happen. So like you know Nintendo, you know even though at the time it didn't seem like a big deal but like they dropped three Mario games during the length of that the span of that console and it was and and again each one of those games it wasn't you know, like, like we talked about how had they released that second, uh, if they had released the Japanese version of Super Mario Brothers 2 in America, I don't know if we really would have been... Like, I think 3 would have came out and it still would have killed because it would have been like, yeah, but, like, that... I don't know what the reaction would have been like if we had ended up getting that second one mm-hmm. because, in the end, you ended up with three Mario games that were all distinctly had their own, their own quirks and their own, you know... Uh, just each one had its own personality basically you know
3: yeah.
1: and had its own spot so like you know that third one was so like uh, yeah it was just so ahead of where, we had, where that series had started
0: jumping from that from the the suits going on to just the type of little mini games that Super Mario Brothers 3 had you had that every time you began a level and ended a level you had the chance of being able to To kind of run and and, and capture either a certain image. Either was a star, it was Uh a a fire flower, or a mushroom. Um, And you had three that you can get after each level. You get one of them, depending on how fast and quickly you captured one. And if you got, like, three stars, you got the five, you know, five... Yeah, uh, five up. Five up. Uh, If you got the fire mushroom, two up and one up for the regular mushroom. But uh, we had those. We also had the the image. Um, what would you call it? The Where it's the three Memory images. game. The memory, like the memory game? game. The car, yeah. No, no that's a different. The, that was the card one. That's the memories where you had to flip the cards over. Oh, uh, the other
1: one was more like a slot machine. Yeah. It, it was an image, but it was going horizontal. Yeah, it yeah. was
0: going horizontal, and you had to match three images. So, like, of course, it stuck with the fireflower, star, and mushroom, and you had mm-hmm. to make a solid mushroom or a solid star, and then you get extra hearts and stuff. And then also being able to go into a uh, toad house and being able to randomly choose a box that might have a certain yeah. item for you. In that uh, in that area how you guys what do you guys like about that or what did you think of that?
1: I think it was just a cool way to kind of just you know it was it was making it more interactive instead of just giving you more lives during gameplay. They were like here you go, here's a fun little mini game. and they were always designed to give you more lives it was definitely an easier game Um, like in certain aspects to move far in the game it was definitely like meant for you to have the game is meant for you to die a lot but also not for you to lose all your lives you know what I mean yeah it's always I always felt like that was the whole thing like we're gonna give you a shit ton of lives you know and there's gonna be ways for you to earn those lives but you know you're gonna end up using a lot of those because some of these levels are gonna be you know you're gonna they're gonna test you so I thought it was a fun little diversion, a fun way to just kind of like, all right, here's what I got to do to get, you know, oh, I got five more lives or, hey, here's two lives or whatever. They were fun little diversions to mix it up with the the your your the normal gameplay that you had. Beto? There are just a lot of fun, like added fun really. It's just
2: like you, you play a level and like, oh, I like playing this. I want to try to get some more lives. Even if like as a kid, like I didn't care how many lives I got. I just like playing the little machine with the little – Mm-hmm. kind of like a roulette wheel looking things where you cut when you make the stars and all that stuff mm-hmm. but yeah it's just like added fun it was cool the little add-on which they didn't even have to do that it was like you you could take that out and still be a fucking fantastic uh-huh. game but them doing that like oh, th- having that in mind and like oh let's, let's try this out let's put this on there that'll be a lot of fun and that's what came that's how they came up with Mario Party <laughs>
0: One of probably the biggest, I feel, the biggest things they ever added to Mario Brothers, and it's still around today, is the Koopa Kids. Mm -hmm. Or uh, back then in the the manual, it was the Bowser Kids. We had Larry Koopa, Morton Koopa Jr., Wendy O. Koopa, Iggy Koopa, Roy Koopa, Lemmy Koopa, and Ludwig Von Koopa. Joe. Why were they named this way? Uh,
1: they were all named after, um, I believe they were all named after like rock and musicians. roll personalities. Like musicians yeah. Art,
2: right. Musicians, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, except for except for uh, the uh, Morton Cooper Jr. That was the one that was done by the like the talk show host at the time. Morton yeah. Downey Morton Downey, Downey
0: Jr. Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was Wendy Williams. She was a punk rocker. Iggy Pop. Roy, uh, Roy Orbison. Uh, Lemmy from Motorhead. And, yeah, uh, Ludwig von Beethoven. With all those characters, that was something that kind of you would always have that in, in the other Mario games, whether it's it's Bowser or King Koopa or Wart. Um, these were extra enemies you ended up fighting in each and every world. Kind of something different and unique. Even though they did a lot of the same things, it kind of gave more personality to the characters. Oh, yeah. Uh, it gave more personality to the game. And I think that's what benefited it more than anything.
1: And don't forget their cousin. Uh, what was his name? Boom Boom or something like
0: that? Yeah. Uh, the the, the ones in the mini castle, the names are Boom Boom. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> I always Boom consider them like the fucking, the derelict cousin that they just kept around because, you know,
3: You're mm-hmm.
1: an it, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> they did the same thing over and over again.
3: Yeah.
0: You're like, I got you this time. Uh, another thing, like, just how how different the mechanics were. It it stuck with how Mario would always play, but, you know, with the improvements and the advancements that the suits gave you, not only that, but you were also given other movements that you weren't able to do in past Mario games. Like when there was a uh, a downward slope hill, you can just hit down and Mario would just kind of slide, butt slide himself down and knock out enemies. Also being able to pick up a shell and and throw it in certain areas, you know? So you kind of used that mechanic to to figure out or like oh i could grab this shell take it over here to pretty much i can't get this question block because it's on the floor but i could use this koopa shell so which words, is the- like
1: a, which I, I felt like came directly from super Mario Brothers, too so they still were able yeah. to like bring things over from that they they melded stuff from that second game and brought it over to that third game mm-hmm. um just creatively visually too that's another thing where it was like you know when you play the first game and you know those levels. Yeah, there's night, there's day. They change a couple of trees here and there. Things happen, but you know outside of the those underground levels, you know what you were seeing was were pretty similar. But this was the first time where like each world looked different. Where you're like, whoa, I'm in an actual different. I feel like I'm in a different area. Mm-hmm. That was a big to me. That was like a, again, it just added to the creativity and added to the scope more than anything. The scope of the game. You know when you when you when you like that original game at, for the time. I, and a side-scroller, like, a platformer. Like, for the original Mario, it is a big game for its time, like, yeah. compared to anything else oh, you yeah. played. But, like, you know, you do get that deja vu feeling, every level kind of like, I feel like I'm in the same, it's kind of the same, but some things have changed. Yeah. But, no, Mario 3 was that game where, like, you know, when it tells you you're in this world, like, oh, yeah, you feel like you're in that world. It's different. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah
2: the uh how, from, from the first game that came out in 1985 to, what, 88? The next game came out three. I mean, Mario uh, Three came out in
0: eighty-eight. Yeah, no. Uh, well, well like, in Japan, years. in Japan, it came out in eighty-eight. It Didn't come out till nineteen ninety in America. But yeah,
2: no. But just like from release to release, it it, it even though it played very similarly, li- similarly to the first one, it evolved so much, like in yeah. just visually and like just gameplay wise, all the added stuff. It's like in those three years, it really like no 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 games evolved that much in that little yeah. time now.
0: Yeah that I know it's th- it was three times Mario Brothers 3 was three times the size of Mario Brothers 1 so it was, it was a larger game and as time went on uh, it was cheaper to manufacture and make the cartridge based stuff and get the chips so the technology got cheaper so that's why they were able to go back to it being a cartridge instead of on Nintendo's uh, Famicom floppy disks so that was something where oh we don't need to do that anymore because the technology already caught up and we can just put it in regular cartridge Which they were going to have to do anyway if they wanted to send it to America. One of the other big things, which is also one of the starting points in in Mario now, is the interactive world map. You're able Uh to go anywhere. You don't have to anymore. It's not just you cleared world one of one. Now it's on to one of two. It's, okay, you're in world one. Now there's world two, three, four, or you can go over here and go to a Toad store Or go to the spade space or um, go to world four you can just skip completely world three if you don't want to go there because how everything is kind of lined out you can go any directions or even if you had certain weapons you can break you know what blocks that were blocking a a warp pipe so you can get through it you know there was there was a huge variety there it was the first open world game (laughs) (laughs) no i think that goes to legend of zelda right oh no 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 i'm wrong et for the atari Mm. (laughs) that was open world
1: it's open hole day more more like open holes yeah no i just it was a cool i i thought it was a cool little layout of
2: them looking the design of them was really nice too i think you said that though
1: i think it just kind of adds to the overall package of the game you Mm. know what i mean and it also like having a world map gives the game more again the scope yeah. It, gives, it yeah. gives, not the, It's a, like, it, it, is a, it is, I mean, it isn't the right word, but the illusion of something much bigger. Oh my god, this game is so big that you need a world map to see everything, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just yeah. gives it that whole, that grand vibe to it.
0: Now, we gotta talk about the man. Not Shigeru Miyamoto. Not talking about that man. We're talking about Koji Kondo. Joe, you know who Koji Kondo is? Uh,
1: the d- director? No. I don't know. Music?
0: Yes, Meto. Oh, okay. You get a gold star. Oh, wait, when so you say get, you
2: get a gold star? Yeah. So right now, play the music, the blue, star blue, blue, music, blue, 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 in the background. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, he created the, he says, by far, throughout his whole entire career, even now, He says Super Mario Brothers 3 was the hardest game to compose music for because he was coming from making, you know, Super Mario Brothers one music, which was is timeless and everyone knows it to now you got to like make the next theme song for the next Super Mario Brothers game. And he's just like it's it it just yeah for him. That was the hardest. And he made so much so much music for it that he had uh, Shigeru Miyamoto and just and I forget who the other person is the kind of choose pick and choose what tracks to have. And the only way he kind of ended up doing it was playing through the game and making the music based on how the game played. And Mm -hmm. he kind of got a Jamaican rhythm to it. And I would say like, it probably has some of the funkiest beats in, in any of the Mario games, in my opinion. Yeah. But what do you guys think? One of my
2: favorite Mario songs on there too. Oh, which one? The, uh, I, I, People, I don't think people like it because it's like the, the auto auto scrolling levels. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love that song.
1: <laughs> I like the world map, uh, like the first time you put that game up and you go into the world map and you hear that. <laughs> I <Like, laughs> yeah,
2: always like that. It's
1: it's you know, yeah, okay. it's a lot of pressure to be put under to be told like, Hey, this is now the, this is the Mario game and you're creating the music for it. <laughs> You know, and that's one thing that's true. Like, you don't, one thing we didn't really talk much about and like go over much about in Mario 2 was the music. It's not yeah, something yeah. we really think about much, right? That's probably the weakest, probably one of the weakest entries was Super Mario Brothers 2, just because, I mean, I mean, there's some things to it, but like, I would say overall, you don't hear a lot of talk about it. But the third, you know, like, when you think about timeless, like, music, that whole third game has so much music that's just like you yeah. remember.
0: Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I'm, cause I was, you know, editing the show and doing all that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put, you know, I did the last episode Mario two. I put music from Mario two and then I'm like, Oh wow. I don't have that many tracks. I'll just go online and grab the rest of the tracks. That was it. I didn't have a lot. There was only a few tracks for Mario two. When it comes to Mario three, there's way more than yeah. there is in Mario two. So I think that's what becomes, and there's still, but here's the thing that I think that's what gives Mario two like, kind of like, Hey, it's, It's awesome, this game, because I didn't realize there wasn't that many tracks. They're Mm -hmm. good songs. Mario 2 has, uh, the American version, Mario 2 has good songs. It caught me by surprise, like, oh, that's all that is. And I didn't really notice that it was repeating the same songs, you know? So that kind of gives you, like, hey, that's pretty good that you're not complaining. Like, I'm hearing the same song after playing level 7, you know, 2 for the 100th time. Um, Did you
2: notice that when you played it or not?
0: No, I didn't until yeah. I, yeah, it wasn't until I edited it, everything and then I'm like, oh man, I got to gra- I got to download more uh, Mario 2 songs. Nope. <laughs> that was it. I downloaded all of it. something i wanted to talk about and i think joe you can probably talk more about this than me and Bethel, but we got to talk about the first nintendo direct that ever happened (laughs) and you kind of mentioned it already joe the wizard Uh, the wizard was a okay and i come to find out the wizard quick story the wizard was created because by universal studios because they weren't gonna get their family holiday movie out in time which was the jetsons animated movie So they needed something else to be made. And also Nintendo needed to promote Mario Brothers 3 coming to America in 1990. uh, Because Super Mario Brothers 3 wasn't going to be going to America till 1990. So in, in the holiday winter of 89, on December 15th, The Wizard came out. To basically be a movie, but also promote it's an infomercial. Super Mario Brothers 3. Now, all I could say is I did watch The Wizard, but I was a child. I've not watched that movie since. Not be- not for any reason. I do kind of want to watch it again. I don't think <laughs> oh. it'll hold up, right? But oh, that's here, but here's the thing. Like, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. All I've seen now is whatever's on. Any YouTube channel or people talking about it, right? I know Joe, you you've seen it and you still remember it, and Beto, I know you have because you mentioned a few things from it. So uh, I'm asking both of you guys, what did you guys get out of it? What did you guys think of it?
1: As a kid, it was being such a fan of Nintendo. It, they know what they were doing with it. It was an you know, it was the idea of it being an infomercial, and it wasn't just uh, Mario three that they were pushing. You know, they had the Power Glove in there. They it's had, so red. Uh, you yeah, had a couple of other things <laughs> in there like other games in there before. you were just like yeah this is this is basically an infomercial for Nintendo yeah
0: um, didn't they have the shitty, they had Double Dragon the in there movie Ninja Gaiden yeah. and then that guy
3: said Ninja, Ninja Gaiden, Gaiden.
1: Gaiden. <laughs> 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 the home stop guy he was so fucking terrible um, it just was one of those things where it's like you know like as a kid you know I've, of course I loved it I watched it I was like you know this is great but you know like when you go and you're really looking right, retrospect, like, I'm like I'm always a piece of shit what, is it really? Is that?
0: it really? No, I'm saying, is it a piece of shit, or is it is a piece of shit because because of you knowing that? Oh, it's basically promoting this game, Super Mario Bros. Three. <laughs> I think so if you didn't like, know that, it like, would like, still please, be shitty.
1: Like, like, how the fuck does a kid know how to know where the warp whistle is in Mario Three when he's never fucking <laughs> played it before in his life? I was so fun- okay. Like, even I was okay, like, I go look at that scene and I get mad. I'm like, Who okay. the fuck, did he know that?
0: Okay, he's I'm gonna just, have because you, I can, was I was waiting for this. There is a way for him to know where the Warp Whistle was. You know why? Because, and thank you for the segue. The first time the American audience got to play Super Mario Brothers 3, it didn't come out until 1990, but it did come out in 1989, even before the release of the Wizard movie. Super Mario Brothers 3 was playable in the arcade in Nintendo's Player Choice Ten arcade cabinet. They promoted it, and whoever had that the, the Nintendo Choice Arcade Cabinet, which me and Bethel actually saw one in real life. They're fucking awesome. Yeah, they're fucking amazing. Super Mario Brothers 3 was on there the first time anyone in America was able to play it. So technically, Joe, he, that kid was able to play that game if he stupid. played the arcade. You're
1: telling, me the little, you're telling me that the little stupid deaf mute fucking found a way to find the game at some random arcade? Dude! Where he fucking okay. was, I don't buy it. Okay. I don't
3: okay. Buy
0: it. okay, hold on, hold on. Now, I didn't know much about The Wizard. I did some research on it today and was completely surprised that this it was about a kid who Fred Savage from The Wonder Years. It's his brother. He broke him out of an insane asylum to take didn't him to California. I was like, what the fuck? He yeah. got an insane... Why did they put that kid in the insane asylum? What did he do? I don't remember. I thought he was autistic.
1: I think that was the whole point. But they didn't want to... I don't think they ever say the word autistic yeah. thing.
0: But But here's the thing, that kid would have played the Player Choice 10, he would have figured it out, read magazines, like it was promoted, because how people found out that Mario was coming out 3 way ahead of time in July was through magazines, was Nintendo Power, was Electronic Gaming Monthly, so he could have learned that shit and then used it in the game. And played it. Where'd
1: the stupid little girl come from, anyways? Wasn't she
0: just like a homeless they, fucking yes, kid some random bit.
1: A vagrant <laughs> that just has like a vagrant that they just happen to fucking come up on? Like a vagrant fucking freeloader a preloader that just like attaches to them. She basically. was a love interest. We got it. Well, dude. she attaches to them and then she just shit, but she leeches on because of the kid. Because yeah. the kid ends up liking her and then she's like, Oh, yes, like takes advantage kid. of them and yeah, shit. Not an in the sexual way. She's fucking takes advantage of the whole situation and it's like, man. I mean, that story is pretty bad. Is that- the reason, thought- and the only reason you end up really <clears throat> wanting them to win in the end is because the other kid, the asshole, the one with the fucking power glove is, is such a fucking asshole in the movie that you're just like, yeah, whatever. I'll take anyone except for that fucking jerk.
2: <laughs> like I, I always had a soft spot for uh, Fred Savage as a little kid because he reminds me of my brother when he was a kid. He's like so cute and little tiny and shit. Yeah. And then you watch this movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is this on any streaming service? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. Cause I'd love to do a commentary track, but it would be better if it was like we watched it, but like it was other people. Like if it was on Netflix or something, you know, something easy. But uh, it's on Hulu. Is maybe. it really?
2: Maybe. because maybe, well, sometimes his it uh, it's on Hulu through the subscription, but you got to subscribe to like Stars or something. Uh, or okay, something okay. Like
3: I don't
2: know. It might be on Hulu.
0: Okay, so knowing that, Joe. Oh and wait, it's got real. a six
2: point one on IMDb, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, it's, it's got thirty two
1: percent on rotten tomatoes. Fucking stupid people. There's people out there that will fucking vote it up because they. Okay, like,
0: oh, no, knowing no, what you know no, 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 now, no, no, Joe, no, no. that the player like, choice hold ten. On.
1: Uh-huh. It's like fucking wrestling fans that fucking chant. This is awesome for every fucking match on a TV show. Like every time they show something, and you're like, no, it's not. It's really. Gina not.
2: know, sucks. It's yeah. <laughs>
1: I do both chants, actually, when I watch wrestling. I go,
2: let's go Cena, Cena. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like
0: him. <laughs> um, okay, knowing that now, Joe... Joe? That he was able to play it because of the player choice. I don't fucking know. Okay, it. That's your opinion. Does it still get it. you mad? No, it's fucking fact. It happened. It's not
1: fact. It didn't happen in the fucking movie. If it didn't happen, it's a plot. Oh, that's, did that's you Plot hole in the movie. It's not a plot hole in the movie. So you know, in the movie. You're, just, you're trying to fucking fill the holes in the plot. You're like, oh, this is what Stop happened. I'm trying like, to fill those holes. Just defending <laughs> shitty movies. No, <laughs> if I did this to another movie, you would be like, no, Joe, no, that's not how it happened. So like, don't don't do that. It's like don't, uh Don't make cr- us get mad at each other. This is supposed to be a celebration of Mario I've right <laughs> <laughs> heard that it. There's,
2: there's pipes or there's uh, flutes in it because of the movie.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the only way we. Uh, yeah. And then, oh, and then fucking second of all, spoiler. They just fucking ruined that part for the game. You're just like, oh, there it is. Yeah. So now they per- they
0: they pretty much did a joke before
1: it happened. Fucking bullshit.
0: <laughs>
1: Stupid ass movie. The <Well>, we movie fucking <laughs> sucks, <bad. laughs> man. <laughs> so like so, when you really think about like you talk about Fred Savage and you're like man he's fucking really really cool but man he had some Boy, as a kid he picked some shitty movies they,
3: like Prince and Bride for for Prince
1: Bride, Princess Bride's good I'll give him that one that one's a good one. Wonder Years is fucking awesome dude Wonder Years is awesome but Little Monsters with fucking out oh yeah that's just like a piece of shit yeah he's and a cute kid one, that's why he fucking
0: but he pisses but a in a jar of apple juice and gives it to the bad kid in the class and the bad kid in the class <laughs> drinks it, man. That shit was awesome. <laughs> <So> terrible. <laughs> and and Fred Savage's brother in that is Boy Meets World, so...
3: Oh,
1: yeah, that was his real brother, huh?
0: Yeah. Who? Um. The oh, little... The yeah, little...
1: Yeah. yeah. I remember, like, I remember the, the one dramatic part in fucking uh, The Wizard where because he wants to go... Remember the whole point
2: of the Wizard Two is like he wants to go California. back to the
1: worst family. <laughs> California.
2: <laughs> he points hey, out the dinosaurs those, all those dinosaurs. Like, California. <laughs> there's a uh, I, I actually yeah. went to the dinosaurs when I was a kid in Cabazon, I'm still in California, right deep in the in the desert. It's actually pretty cool. No, but there's that you you go through the uh, the dinosaur the longer the longer one because there's a T-Rex and then I think it's, it's what's it called like a Diplodocus or something. You go what through the bottle. Uh, and it's got stairs. There's a gift shop up up. Uh, a gift shop in there. It's pretty cool.
1: Pee-wee, uh, uh, Pee-wee Herman. The pee Herm- Oh yeah, Pee-wee. You know, is this almost the be- same, same fucking kind of thing? It's the same place. Okay, oh, it is, huh? Okay. Yeah. Except that movie didn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love the Power Glove. It's so bad. Fifth, the release of Super Mario Brothers 3 in America, it was, I mean, it was huge in Japan, also huge in America. There was so much promotional stuff coming out. And, Joe, with something you said last week, the yes. chanting Mario commercial, uh-huh. Mario, Mario okay, was for Super Mario Brothers 3, so eat it. I told you.
3: Mario! 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 You had to do was ask Super Mario Brothers Three from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power.
0: But we had cartoons. We had the Super Mario Brothers Three toys at McDonald's. I remember getting cool. all of them. Those were awesome, especially yeah. the one where uh Mario can bounce. What do they call it when it has the spring or whatever? The like suction cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit. So all there's that.
2: a Luigi wanted then the cloud, right?
0: Yeah. Luigi's in, Why the was cloud, he in the cloud. And, huh? Why was he on a cloud? Why wasn't he not on a cloud? Didn't they end up doing...
1: Now, I know this has changed the subject, but didn't they end up doing Mario Kart ones too?
0: Yeah, they did. I got a couple Colorful. of those. Oh, yeah, they did. I, I think got those were really
2: cool. Yeah. I had the uh, Princess Peach one. I thought it was really cool. And it was pretty... I heard it was pretty rare. And then my niece saw it. I was like, can I have it? I was just like, yeah. You can have it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Okay. <laughs>
0: And you're like, oh, where is it? She's like, I threw it. it fucking sucks.
2: <laughs> She's like, I lit it on fire. <laughs> I lost it. I don't know where it is.
0: I knew it was rare, bitch. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it just became huge. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you guys remember just as kids. That was, the be- for me, that was the best Mario game. You know, that was the one that everyone talked about. You, We talked about it already. Like, you talked about the secret things in certain, you know, you know places in you know the warp whistle oh you go here this this has a little musical note that shoots you up in the sky and you can get extra um coins and stuff but i wanted to ask you guys for you what was your favorite world what was your favorite level in super mario brothers 3 or just in general what was something that you liked from super mario brothers 3
1: um i would say my favorite probably my favorite world overall just because it was such kind of like a little bit of a uh, kind of like a head fuck when you when you play it is like the the giant land. Or yeah, whatever it was your that was mind, mind. That was World so cool 4. The First time you saw that, where I was like, holy shit, this is so crazy! Like this it was, was <clears throat> really really cool. Yeah, um, I just thought that whole that whole world's pretty fucking good. Um, most Mario games also have like I've always felt like most Mario games like especially early games like any underwater levels were really shitty, mm-hmm. and they kind of keep that trend going even on the newer Mario games. Anytime you're in underwater stage, they're just like. Something about those, but like, I don't know, for some reason, some of the, the the underwater or the, the water-themed levels in Mario 3, to me, were always a lot of fun. They were challenging, but still fun. I, I enjoyed those um, a lot. And then, of course, like, the biggest thing to me were the the battleships, the, the the airships.
0: Yeah, the airships. I thought really the good.
1: airships mm-hmm. were so fucking cool. Like, you knew and you had music? to go through one.
0: Yeah. Dun, 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 and dun, dun,
1: dun. they were just, they just added such a, they were, you know, and they were tough. They were, you know, as you play those, you're like, fuck, man, these are, these are really hard. Mm-hmm the addition of the of the um, the cannonballs you know on top of the bullet bills uh, it just you know it made for you had to be real careful whenever you're making your way through those levels and the fact that they auto scrolled it was just kind of like that perfect amount of of uh, of difficulty till you get it was almost like that was really the boss once Mm -hmm. you made it to the actual boss you know like whatever Koopa Kid you were up against you know they generally were pushovers they all were but like you know you had to, or you still had to earn it by making it through that airship to get to that point so you know it was all in all you know those were those were some of my favorite moments beto
2: uh i mean the first level is like so much fun because it just throws you into it and like our battle like right away you can fly and that just just being able to do that like if somebody were to jump on for the first time ever and play that i think that would like really suck you in like i think that's what what sucked a lot of people in uh playing it for the first time just because you'd be able to fly like right off the bat yeah. and it's also i mean just like once you start learning like le- learning stuff about the game you like you could find the flute and all this stuff. start tra- like traveling to other worlds so i'd say that that's my that's that's my favorite thing
0: besides the world for the big worlds i agree with you joe like that was like my favorite thing in mario uh the raccoon suit being able to fly agree with you too there Bethel as a kid, it would terrify the shit out of me, was the sun. <laughs> like, the yeah. first, I still remember that feeling of just like, oh, look, there's a nice sun, but it looks kind of mean, and then it comes out the screen and attacks you. I was like, oh, fuck. What is this world? What's going on? Uh, that was freaky, but it was fun because it, it's just like pretty much just trying to dodge it, like outrun it or out-dodge it. So a lot of that stuff was cool. But one of probably my... Besides playing it as a kid and just enjoying it in general probably my favorite thing of Mario was actually finally beating it and playing it with you, Bethel, last year. We did a whole yeah. stream going through all of Super Mario Brothers 3 on the Nintendo Switch when it came out for the Nintendo Online. But the difference was at that time, they didn't have the rewind feature. So we actually had to kind of like make play sure to was. save, play through it, but make sure we saved. And if we had to go back... To when we had more lives, because we lost too many lives, we'd go back. Now we didn't use any warp whistles, we didn't do any of that stuff, uh, but we went through it. We we got through it. But what what I forgot, and I think we all forgot about this as time went on in Super Mario Brothers, three. It wasn't until Beto did this, and then we started getting mad at each other and get like getting super upset. You can if you're playing two player mode which you're able to do in this game, you can overlap the other person and get in an old school Super Mario Brothers gameplay where you're in that old where it's the uh the uh yeah. the platforms and then you have the the sp- Mario Brothers the, game. Yeah, the Mario Brothers game. And then you have the the spiky Koopa shells coming at you yeah. and the, but so pretty much it's like okay, it's Beto's turn but if I you know if I want to take over his turn or t- uh, take away one of his lives and stuff, I could just attack him through there and then take that away from him.
3: Yeah. You I know, like, about
0: that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I remember us getting like super pissed off at each other and you just giggling like a little asshole because you came out of nowhere and I was just like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, that was crazy. It was like a game within a game. Like they just added so much to Super Mario Bros. 3, adding that portion to it, you know, kind of giving more to a two player component to Super Mario Brothers than previous games yeah uh but yeah that's pretty much all i have to say about super mario brothers 3 in my opinion you know we we all agree that super mario brothers 2 that came out in the u.s that we know as doki doki panic as time has gone on we've kind of accepted it as yeah that is super mario brothers 2 we we accept it you know as the sequel to it but I think I would want to say that all of us, out of the original three, Super Mario Brothers three would be our favorite Mario.
1: Yeah, I would agree.
0: Yeah. Any last words on Super Mario Brothers three, gentlemen?
2: Um, I feel like I mean this is one of those games that you can really introduce it to anybody. You can give it to like a little ten year old kid now that's never played Mario Brothers three,
1: and then they'll still. I feel like they'll still really enjoy it just as much as we do. You know, it's funny because, like, you you can talk about, you know, Mario as a franchise has gone on to different, you know, games. There's, it's moved on to, like, 3D games. You know, the Wii games were also kind of 3D. The the Galaxy games, you know, it's gone so many different ways. Like, even the, the 3D land and 3D world, they're not quite, um, I don't want to say they're isometric, but, you know, they had this different quality to them. But you know, when, whenever you talk about the most imitated and, you know, like, style of game, I still feel like Mario 3, that style of game is still imitated to this day. Like, there are so many indie games that come out that are platformers that I feel aim for that, you know, that, that feel um, a, a good example to me, you know, in its own way. Or you look at the Rayman games that came out not too long ago, uh, a few years back, Origins and Legends, and it's like, When you see a lot of the platforming in those games, it's a a different style of platform. It's a little bit Mm -hmm. more floaty and stuff like that. But I'm like, man, all that's just that's all influenced by Mario Three. You can see to me, you know, a lot of those games. Um, uh, A game like uh, Shovel Knight, you know, like that Overworld map. Where did they get that from, man? That's Mario Three all the way. There's so many games to this day that are made that are still influenced by the things that Mario 3, I think it's, it's gotta be hands down. One of the most, you know, obviously Mario brothers, super Mario brothers is probably the most influential game of all time, but Mario 3 really, I think a lot of the stuff that Mario 3, um, did. And in, in, at the time is still copied or, um, like paid tribute to, you know, in games through today. It's still, you know, it's still one of those games that it's, that still happens.
2: It's like the Beatles of video games and the Beatles it's influenced so many musicians now.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, like, one of the other cool things about Mario, like, I think for years people talked about, you know, oh, hey, it's, you know, it starts off with a curtain rising up. You know, is this, is this a play? Like, because, you know, you had Mario Brothers and then even though, like, Mario Brothers 2 wasn't, The real Mario Brothers, it still ended with Mario was it was all a dream. You know, Mario was sleeping. He had a dream. And then this one was like a stage play. You know, the curtain was rising and then the curtain closes at the end. Was this a stage play? And like it seemed like Nintendo kind of didn't really say yes or no to that answer from a lot of people. But I think closer to like maybe the early 2000s, they were just like, yeah, it's a stage play. It was it was meant to be one. So that's pretty neat. But I don't know what you guys think about that section of it.
1: Um, I never, you know, I never really gave it much thought as a kid. Yeah, me neither, Uh,
0: to be honest. I was just like, oh, okay, the thing's rising up. Yeah. Oh, they're just presenting it.
3: Yeah.
1: It makes sense, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's one of those little things. I think it's one of those little cute touches that Nintendo did where it's just like, you know, in the end, it doesn't, it just kind of adds to that, that, uh, the novelty of just the entire game, just the whole package itself, you know?
3: Yeah.
0: So that'll be it for the show. As I said before, we're doing the celebration of Super Mario 35th anniversary, celebrating the 35th anniversary of the Super Mario Brothers series. Starting off with Mario Brothers 2, now talking about 3, and throughout the year, we're going to be talking about all platforming Mario games, ending with the first Super Mario Brothers to celebrate its 35th anniversary. If you want any more information of Super Mario Brothers 3, we highly recommend to watch The Gaming Historian. The Gaming Historian did an awesome documentary on Super Mario Brothers 3. It's like 45-49 minutes of good, hard, super detailed information about the making, development of Super Mario Brothers 3 in Japan leading into they're going to be talking about the wizard movie joe's favorite movie and then you know going into the release in america so much information i honestly highly we all highly recommend the gaming historian on youtube check it out Ch- look it up watch that documentary he also did one on super mario brothers 2 highly recommend it i, I think it's great uh, what do you guys think
2: yeah it's really good uh, it's really good yeah we're yeah, we're yeah i mean re- that- re- you mentioned him last week. Uh, Game Histor- Gaming historian is like one of those videos that I mean, one of those YouTube channels that I I look forward to seeing. Like he'll he'll hand something on doing this, I'm like fuck, yeah, he's doing that. Even if it's something I don't know about, I really just enjoy video, like watching his videos because he he puts so much work into it and he studies them like the hell out of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, even though we're not talking about this, he did a dope ass punch out one too. So watch that yeah, as well. Yeah. Watch everything he's done; it's all great. Yeah, there's yeah. like not even a video I don't like. He, everything he's done is great. Uh, But yeah, The Gaming Historian on YouTube. Check it out. Subscribe to that. Watch it. You will not regret it, especially the Super Mario Bros. 3 documentary. Fantastic. Go check it out. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Leroy with...
2: Beto Sparza.
0: And... Joe Ramirez. And I hope everyone, ladies and gentlemen, have enjoyed the show.